Follow the Four Corners Podcast on social media. Like us on Facebook, Four Corners Podcast. Follow us on Twitter, Podcast Four Corners. And check us out on Instagram, Four Corners Podcast. You can also subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review. I want to take this time to apologize to the television audience for what they're about to see. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Four Corners Podcast. I'm Shad, here with Matt and Brad. Guys, how are you? Uh, doing good, Shad. I'm doing good. All right. I hope everybody out there listening is doing well also. I don't know if you're listening to this the week it drops or if you're going back through an archive or if you figured out how to listen from the the past into the future, then that'd be kind of cool to figure out. But we're glad you're listening with us. So, um we're just going to dive right in. Guys, um, you know, at first we were like, oh, man, the curse hit us. And then it's good that the curse hit us because it kind of let the, the story play out, wasn't it? Hey, hey, Shad. Yeah. What do you guys want to talk about? <laughs> what do you guys want to talk about? Uh, not, not you, Cody. Somebody else. <laughs> So we, that was perfect, Matt. So we are going to talk about it tonight, and we are going to try to be mostly impartial. As impartial as we can manage. I mean, manage. There's, there's no impartial Maybe. to who's at fault here. We're just not going to try yeah. and be dickheads about it. Yeah, we're going to try. Um, so <clears throat> the big news here in the last week in the wrestling world is, um, well... CM Punk was fired with cause from All Elite Wrestling. And there's been a just whole bunch of stuff, a whole bunch of uh, information that's come out in the process. And we're going to do our best to parse through it and get down to what, for as best we can tell, is, is the most credible and um, hopefully accurate to go with but yeah. uh so can we can we start by saying both Meltzer well no I should say all three have said Meltzer Alvarez and Sean Ross Sapp have all said pretty much independently of each other that um there is footage of it and it makes him look really bad we my wife actually asked me if there was footage or like well I told her there was footage and if she was like oh what is it like are they releasing it to the public like what is this show and I'm like they're probably the public is probably like us, we're probably never going to see it, but I mean... Uh, if he sues, I bet it'll come out. Well, in Discovery, which may or may not yeah. be, uh, like, public. It'll, mm-hmm. it, uh, if, if, it, if it goes to Discovery, it'll get out there. Like, I'm 99% sure. Yeah, but it, uh... It's... It's not, um... Apparently, it's not good. Cause <laughs> I'm not surprised. Because what, what, I, I don't remember exactly what Sean Ross Sapp said. I think he said there is footage and it makes him look really bad, is what he said mm-hmm. on a live stream. Yeah. Um, 
so quick background. Uh, if you're listening to this show, I, I assume you're aware, but just quick background. This whole thing started from uh, Jack Perry had scheduled a week off and had set up and gotten cleared an angle to, you know, basically give him, you know, uh, to write him off for a week. And supposedly it involved real glass. And there's two conflicting stories. One of the stories is everybody went to Jack Perry and said, don't do this. And so finally they went to CM Punk to try and tell him not to do it. And CM Punk walked up to him and said, we don't do that on Saturdays. Or it was cleared and and uh, Jack Perry rented the car to do the spot. And then Punk just walked up and told him that. Now, I had heard that this was actually from some people that um, that Punk was kind of full of shit that the spot was way safer than people think it was. I I guess in the interest of being fair, like I kind of get not using glass like that. But that's that's without knowing the context of the spot. Like just in general, if a guy was like, yeah, I want to use glass. It's I mean, we live in sadly in, in like a the world where the wrestling business like they people like at indies who paying guys probably like five bucks if they even do that uh are doing like light tube death yeah. matches and things like and that it's like panes of glass yeah. yeah it's like just when you hear the word glass you're like yeah no no don't do that and i mean people like alvarez back when he was this whole story was going on he even said something where it's like i, I even before you know all in all out before that when the mm-hmm. whole like controversy because i guess this whole thing like the first started like weeks ago allegedly i don't know when yeah. but it allegedly happened like a while back uh and brian, brian alvarez was even like yeah like like i agree with punk and like don't use glass like he's he and the line he used like glass is not a good worker yeah and he he mentioned which i had forgot about but he mentioned like back in the day in the monday night wars like goldberg like severely injuring his arm because he like punched through a glass yeah window. yeah in a car so it's like yeah i kind of get it it's like maybe glass using glass bad idea but without knowing the context of the spot like i don't know because if the spot is like okay i'm gonna take a back body drop and uh, on a car Mm -hmm. and like maybe my butt is gonna go through like the windshield and they make windshields now where it's like yeah because of the collision like it'll break the glass but yeah it's it's shatterproof. So it's like, it is set up to be uh, two pieces of glass with a laminate in between them. So yes. when it breaks, it doesn't shatter and spray glass everywhere. Yeah. You'll get yeah. cut I mean, up a little bit. But. Yes, because obviously if you're like in a car real car accident, you know you are not cut to pieces, die because you know glass is like flying everywhere. You're blinded, etc. Like you, it's still dangerous. I still would I would I would probably err on the side of like, well, that's not don't do that. That's not a good spot for you to do but i think um there's there in the context there are spots like you can do that are quote-unquote didn't, safe, which didn't maybe Trent go through a windshield during their back alley fight with um the ortiz and santana uh i'm pretty sure I, they did windshield spots in both <laughs> parking lot brawls and no I'm one got sure, hurt yeah. on that so the the follow-up that, that kicked the rest of this off was well, let's, the... let's just say that you can't be charitable to punk either because whether it was out of concern or not his reaction was to leak to um i don't remember who he leaked it to probably his cuck boy houseman but uh mm-hmm. was that perry was just being lazy and wanted to get 
week off. Yeah, he wanted to take a week off. Um, the And so on the pre-show for All In, Wembley Stadium, 81,036 paid fans there, I think it was. Might which be 25. Is, however, over 81,000 paid fans, which is the all-time <coughs> voluntary attendance record. Paid. Um, I can't believe I can't believe uh, Nick Khan bottled. Uh, Tony, uh, I screwed the joke. Too <laughs> <laughs> bad Tony Khan bottled those tickets. Uh, yeah, that's exactly what happened. And then then he had to pay all those people to be there too, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he uh, on the pre-show they they're doing um, Jack Perry versus Hook, and Jack Perry made the entrance in the from the back of this limo, and he gets on the car. Because it's an FTW title match, so FTW rules apply. He gets on the car. He slaps the the windshield and goes, real glass, cry me a river. And then he takes um, a, an exploder, I think it was, from Hook on it. And it shatters the way windshield glass does. And he rolls off, and he's got some cuts on him. You know, but he's, he's fine. And so after the whole thing's over, he goes through the curtain. And where it gets dicey is what happens next now one version that comes out the first version that came out um was sent to fightful i believe and it came out right after the first match on the card was punk versus joe and it was that uh perry came through there got in punk's face and it was it was strange because it was all written in this passive voice Hmm. Uh, punk was approached by perry uh perry you know punk had had perry challenge him um and perry got choked out and it's like now okay wait a minute what and as more and more comes out more and more people contest this version And it gets more com- – the first person to contest it was Miro, who yeah, just responds with, yeah. that's not what happened. Mm. And then it gets more and more complicated that Punk stepped to – the the other side, the, the full other side of it is Perry comes through the curtain. Punk gets in his face and says, what are you doing? And Perry's like, I'm getting heat, man. You know, I'm, I'm a heel. And Punk sucker punches him and puts him in a chokehold. The chokehold part is never in question. That is consistent through the whole thing. But one of the versions is Punk puts him in a chokehold because as a trained fighter, that's the best way to de-escalate the situation, which huh. I'm sorry, what? And then second <laughs> – A trained fighter. Yeah. yeah. I, I guess. Oh, my in, God, yes. In the most technical sense. Yeah, yeah. He's technically more trained than I am who does not have any sort of um, yes. martial arts training. Let, yeah, we'll we'll get into that. And then the other side to it is he sucker punches Jack Perry, puts him in a chokehold, and lunges at Tony Khan and shouts, I hate this place, I quit, something to that effect, and knocks monitors over on top of Tony Khan. Um, Jack Perry is told to go back to the hotel. His match is over. And then later on, Punk is told to go back to his hotel. Match is over. And it all explodes from there. The the biggest thing to parse out about this, though, is we have to we have to look at what got leaked when to whom and, you know, what's consistent, because there's a lot of inconsistencies between accounts. Well, I think we're I think 
it got leaked before sorry to cut you guys off it got leaked before uh either show was even over with that there was an altercation mm-hmm. between punk yeah. and perry like you didn't know the details but but i think where he got hosed was when Meltzer got hold of the neutral account which was actually mm. the worst account to his behavior yes yeah Meltzer made the report that there was somebody there who was not uh, involved in wrestling and even said later on, this was someone who would have been more on Punk's side, which lends the credence to, to me, it lends credence to the idea that this is somebody from Warner Brothers Discovery, but I have nothing to back that up. That's just what it seems like to me. I'll fully admit that's, that's raw conjecture. But then that one is Perry comes through the curtain. Punk gets in his face, says, do we have a problem? Perry says, I'm just trying to get heat. Punk sucker punches him, puts him in a chokehold, and then goes after Tony Khan. And people have to get between them and get Punk away from him while Punk is screaming and all this sort of stuff. And then that happened on Wembley was one Saturday, and then – all in was the next Saturday. So you had all out and then you had all in the next Saturday. No, next Sunday, the Saturday for collision that was in Chicago before all in Tony Khan puts out a statement first of all, but also comes out in front of the crowd in Chicago live and in person, not on tape or anything like that. And says on advice of a, what was it, the legal team or disciplinary team or something like that, it has been recommended. I decided to fire CM Punk. And that's cut and dry. You know, that's the, the cut and dry part is external investigation. And he got the, I think the statement said fired for cause. Mm-hmm. There's so much detail in, involved in this, though. And it should be said that, that Tony turned the Chicago crowd to his side. Mm. By the end of it, yeah. Allegedly, yeah. he... he they're, they Because they were concerned, I guess, that the entire show, that that and All Out, that the crowd would basically hijack, and it would just be very pro-punk. Mm-hmm. And it, he, when he came out and said, like, oh, I fired CM Punk, there were apparently boos, but by the literally by the end of him, like, because he continued talking for a bit, by the end of it, like people were on his side, which is like that is. I'm not gonna say like because it's like I mean, like we as as people who've like been following everything, like we can be passionate about it, but I think it does speak to well at least to me it says a lot that it's like people are just kind of over all the drama. Yeah, it, it's he did turn them around. He did uh, get the crowd with him, and if you want to see that, that is. I know several people posted it on Twitter or X or whatever. It's it's still Twitter, mm. Elon. Um, that is all posted there, and it is apparently uh, at Collision. There were some CM Punk chants that were met with Colt Cabana chants. Um, it's it's a messy situation. Sorry, got to sneeze. Hang on. Well, in any event, um, so the I, I don't know. I kept muting myself because I thought the sneeze was coming and it wasn't coming. So, uh, so you know, we've got to dial it back to 
what accounts we sort through that have to do with the incident and then how it plays out and everything that goes into it. Because, I mean, heck, that's kind of been the what we've been hashing out ever since is like what's credible, what's not, how's this look and that sort of stuff. Okay, I'm going to stop for a minute, guys. One of you got to go. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it's everything happened really fast. Like, because eh, you we heard about the whole like incident, and then it was like, well, you know, it's the second time he's getting into altercation with someone, and it's like, well, what's what's going to happen? And you did hear by the end of the week before Saturday. Well, well. Before Saturday, you had just heard like he, he and Jack Perry were both suspended, like it, like indefinitely suspended. Like there's gonna be an investigation, so it's like, all right, what's gonna happen with this? And I don't know about you guys, I I didn't know that he was gonna get fired, but I was also kind of like, well, well, here it is again. Like I'm just like, I think I had the, the I had fatigue. A lot of people had. I'm just like, I'm tired of this. But then when yeah. it came out that he was like, no, he's like fired. I was like, I was, I mean, it's a huge story. Like it's it's. Uh, arguably one of the biggest stories or the biggest story uh, of the year, which is tough to say because it's like, I mean, we just, we did show about, you know, two guys dying, um, which is horrible, but it's also like, in the grand scheme of things, that's much bigger than whatever the hell CM Punk is going to do with his life and career. But um, it's, it's a huge story. And it's also kind of like, I almost, I, I'm, I struggle with thinking like, oh, is it anticlimactic or not? Like, because it's like, it's almost like just happened with a whimper, almost. But I think that's how he was destined to go out there, like the pathetic loser that he kind of is. Well, it just, it's, yeah, I see that. It's just, it also, it's also like you didn't expect, I didn't expect like Jack Perry, <laughs> Jack Perry to be the thing that caused him to go off. I mean, the thing um, is, though, to me, though, why I call him a pathetic loser is what more... What more could he have asked for? Like, from any company. Mm. Like, that's what I don't understand about this whole thing. And I think where... I really think he's a psychopath that needs, like, serious psychiatric help is the fact that he was... he does, Like, he took it personally that they re-signed the Elite. It's like, do you... Do you um, not see, like, the name of the company? Mm. From strict numbers perspective this is a group of guys who yeah their name is in there they're much younger than you are and there's more of them and you ain't got that many years left do you honest to god think that they're not going to make a play to try and keep those guys and they're the guys that changed wrestling enough to allow this promotion to happen if you want to take anything away from the three of their, from the group of them, it would be that it, it, the biggest thing I could say is that Cody helped bring extra visibility mm. by being a more widely known name in America. Yeah, but he'd have a problem if Cody was still there and Cody resigned. Well, yeah, I, I, I kind of suspect that that's part of why Cody left. I can't, I don't, there's only kind of vague references to it somewhere, but you know, Cody, he, Cody was there. Punk shows up and Cody's like, no, I don't want to be here. And, and uh, left. There, the problem, the, what I had read at the time was Cody wanted what Punk was getting. And Tony 
even they had, it had said like nine months earlier he would have. And what happened is Cody had devalued himself with bad booking okay. for the past nine months. Because remember all the bad stuff he was coming off of and the crowds had finally turned on him. And then he's asking for all this money. And it's like, well, you kind of aren't worth it now. I think that was a big part of it. Um, I think part of it was like he he wanted to be like the main it, it, talk about people who had like main character <laughs> syndrome like i think cody had that a little bit too which is like i think that's why being with the wwe like even though he's not the main character it's like he's treated like a big star like he he problem, arguably is like the biggest face there the problem is uh, he he screwed himself with that <clears throat> stupid stipulation against jericho right out of again the agreed absolutely and i think he even i think he's even asked been asked like after the fact he's been asked like and he i think he's honest and said uh i should not have like made that stipulation that kind of like it, he in a run that way he's kind of admitting that it like can't strung him it did because like because like okay the the cody thing ended badly with AEW, but there was mm. up until um probably the the shack stuff or did mm. the go no that shack happened before a go-go Mm-hmm. So up until the Shaq thing, like he would have been a viable world champion for them, and they really missed out, and he really screwed them because if they would have done him versus Kenny like at All Out in 2021 instead of mm. Omega Christian, I bet you that, and I'm not I'm not dogging that because it was a good main event. I bet you they would have done even bigger business with Omega and Cody on top of that show. Oh yeah. I yeah. do kind of understand why Cody wanted to do that because he didn't want people thinking, oh, this is a nepotism title run and I'm the boss and you have to put the title on me stuff. It's no, like, okay. but they should have weaseled and said he can't challenge Jericho again for the title. Yeah, it just just something's happening. Somebody else has the title and someone's like, Cody, you're going to go for it. He says, I can't. And someone digs out the contract. You could have a big reveal with the champion in the ring being like, no, it's not. And then they're like, no, Cody, the stipulation that you had on paper was you couldn't challenge Jericho ever again. And then so you can have like this big wide eyed turn and look and all that sort of stuff. And you would have had to at the time made sure you never said he could never challenge for the title again. It would have you'd have to say. Like you'd have to you'd have to play it straight and just make it like uh so when people eventually go back it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Or if if he would be willing to turn heel and then use a way to get out of it. It's yeah. But Cody is in a a mindset where he wants to be he and I can't fault him for this. He wants to be like his dad. He wants to be the the big baby face superhero. So. I honestly don't He's... think he made a bad career move, though, because I think I think he picked a really good time to jump other than the scripts they've made, because he came into a a face field in the WWE where everyone has been cucked beyond recognition. And even though he they've made some huge missteps with him lately, he's still their biggest baby face because they haven't totally cucked him yet. Yeah. It's a um, – he came in fresh face, and he works d- 
differently than just about everybody else on the card. Like there's some people that might work kind of similar to him, but he works different. And he was this fresh face, hot new baby face when he came in. So that works, but you know, booking happens and it's like, Oh, not going to finish the story or whatever, whatever version of the meme we want to do. Um, but, but yeah, Cody moving was probably for him the right move to do at the time. Um, now, one of the other things I think that gets glossed over sometimes with um, Punk's release is there are there are some I'm going to use the phrase ardent fans out there. That are, are man, oh, he got he got fired for that. It's like no, no, he got fired for doing that again. No, like, he's establishing a pattern wh- of wh- behavior. Why is there this constant online discourse around athletes where they they are millionaires and they get excused to a lower standard of behavior than we we ask of some like teenager working at McDonald's? For minimum I don't, wage. I don't know. I don't have a good answer to that. Um, I don't like it either. If you're going to be paid that much, then I would expect a certain... If you're going to be that visible, then I would expect that there's a certain amount of good behavior that would go into it. But, well, it, that just didn't happen. So, um, we had this go down, and... From what I have been – in my head, you guys check me on this, but in my head, there's a hierarchy of credible wrestling news outlets. And I put the Observer up at the top because they've been around for, what, 30 years and have rather consistently been right. They have been wrong I mean, he's been, he's, here and again. He's but, pushing 40 years now. Okay, 40 years. Every now and then he gets something wrong, yes, but he consistently is on point. And yet, you know, there's some members of the internet there. Like, hey, Velcro doesn't know what he's doing. It's like, come on. He's, man, ra- he's, we should point, I should point out, him being wrong is a rarity. And the times like the Saudi Arabia situation, he was still right, but people were pulling like these weird, like, well, they didn't have guns on them, so they weren't being held against their their will like um it's word some weird mental like, gymnastics yeah so he's he's rarely wrong and like things that people say he's wrong about like when he talks about plans and stuff like they're like well you can't just say plans change it's like vince throws stuff out on the dime so yeah things do change yeah um and it should be said in Meltzer's favor too Meltzer is overly cautious about releasing information like Sometimes, like, his ethics are a little wonky, but, like, he is super careful to not just willy-nilly throw stuff out there. Yeah. 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 Um, in my head, they sit at the top, and the 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 tier just below them, it, it's going to be weird because, like, the torch doesn't get much out there, but when they've got something, they've got something. And Fightful is kind of like the Observer, except not they don't have as good a track record fightful will put stuff hey we've been told this and put it out there first because 
I mean, it's it's internet media, so you're you're hunting for that yeah. engagement and, and get the story out there. I feel but, like I feel like I like Sean Ross Sapp, but I feel like um he hurts his credibility because he engages in too much clown behavior at times on the internet. Yeah, but I feel like they are fightful is more correct than not. He's and if you want the same, he's he and he usually when usually the fightful and the observer guys are saying the same stuff. Yeah, more often than not. And for me, the bottom tier is ringside news and zero wrestling. Like, don't don't even they uh, make stuff up. PWI out. Insider and Mike Johnson are on the fightful, like probably between the fightful and observer tier. OK, he's he's got good sources and he's credible. OK. Mm-hmm. And like I said, you, you throw uh, you throw ringside news and you throw uh, zero wrestling down there on the bottom tier because just don't don't waste your time. They make stuff up just completely out of hand. So we got a lot like fightful made the statements of like, this is the first one I got. Now this is another version I got like they, they made it clear. This version had this stuff in it. This version had this stuff in it. And if you go back to the first, to, to uh, brawl out, you know, the first one, um, there was it was said repeatedly by separate outlets that the elite didn't say anything to anybody. They consistently did not talk. Yeah, but to... the, people still people the the idiots that are still engaging in the conspiracy behavior about this were like they were saying stuff through inter- intermediaries and the thing that always annoyed me with that is like you don't think Meltzer and Sean Ross Sapp don't know who is like being an who's inter- feeding them. Yeah. Yeah. They, like you don't think they don't know who it's coming from. Like, no, I'm pretty sure they didn't say a thing to anyone and yeah. they haven't said anything like during this whole thing. The only thing I've heard is Kenny Omega said he wishes like there will be a point where he can like, like the real story of what happened can get out. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of past it himself, but yeah, that original story there kept being new versions come out that kept having new details added to try and make the Bucks look bad over and over again that kept getting debunked. You know, well, they kicked the door in and it hit my dog and my dog lost teeth. It's like, um, and I don't know how this got out. It was like, dude, you, you, your dog went to the vet cause he's old and they took teeth out cause he was old. Like, it, yeah, I it, still. I still it still makes me sad though because I there is a world where I would love it if they had like super kicked the door in. <laughs> it's a super kick party, yeah. Yeah. It, and and they still would have done it in fewer than the Usos, but um, it, yeah, there are. It's it was pretty clear, and he even said it it was everything short of said outright that that was all coming from Punk's camp. Yeah. And now we're getting similar behavior. We're and there's getting... a there's a story that people are wondering if is more credible than not that the story that is agreed upon is actually like this where it's far worse than originally stated because there's a story that like punk was like absolutely out of control in the locker room brawl out. Um, but that's not been released anywhere. Um, 
And we also the other thing I got to throw out there, you cannot tell me the elite guys who, you know, who said, you know, they had a fantastic match with FTR at Wembley, right? They're like, okay, we'll do this. <clears throat> As opposed to the repeated stories showing up about issues, about dealing with punk. The guy got everything he could have wanted on a platter, and he still wasn't happy. And so what what kind of patterns of behavior am I seeing? As as I look at this and read through all this sort of stuff, there's one person who consistently has a bad pattern of behavior over and over again. Mm. And look, I yes, I will fully admit, I don't like the guy. I've never liked the guy. And I, I don't like seeing him on my screen. But if I'm going to step back and try and and not, you know, gloat and take a victory lap because, <laughs> or anything, I'm going to say, look, you you've have reports over and over again of issues happening with Ryan Nemeth, with Jack Perry, with Christopher Daniels. Uh, those are just Matt three off the, with Matt Hardy. Like those are just off the top of my head. And then what stories do you have out of the Bucks and, and Omega? It's like, well, they don't they don't want to meet with Punk, but they're not talking about anything. They're not saying anything. Oh, that Hang, was the that was the uh, today is the uh, September fifth. Like that was the big controversy today. Is that uh, I guess Tony Khan before he fired Punk was had they were supposed to be you know all to, uh, all together either because of collision or all in or whatever. And he asked allegedly the Bucks. Kenny Omega, like, oh, do you want to be with Punk? Like, we're all going to be in the same building. Like, you want to be with them? And they're like, yeah, no. And that, uh, that's somehow proof that they're like horrible EVPs. So they're, they're, they're toxic. It's, this is all actually their fault. That they don't want to talk to the guy that assaulted yeah, them. Punk, like, wanted to make good on everything, but, you know, they just wouldn't do it. It's like, yeah, they don't want to actually, like, meet up with the guy and, and break bread and smooth things over necessarily with the guy that, like, physically assaulted them. Like in front of legal counsel. Yeah. The, the other thing is the other thing though, and why I don't fault them, is it'd be all bullshit because they would do that and you know, it would be all make good and then he would just keep doing all that bullshit to people he thought were involved with them and like trying to undercut them and stuff. So what's the point? Mm, right. And, but that's the worst that anyone can really seem to accuse them of is saying, Hey, what, what are we, what's the worst you have on them? What, what honest to God, straight up the worst you have on them. They didn't talk to, they didn't want to meet with punk. Okay. What else did they do? As opposed to punk getting in Ryan Nemeth's face and saying, you got a problem. We're going to take this outside. And it's like, okay, you're pick, you're punching down to try and flex. Great. Um, and also going into business after the show goes on the air, dogging Hangman Page again and doing it in the Sports Illustrated article again. Like he took he took one one shot, one chop that didn't land flush where it was supposed to. And then he's like, oh, I'm worried. He's going to shoot on me the rest of the match. Like. Mm. What? I saw a great comment to that is like, how are you going to drag a guy that went out of his way to make your dog shit? buckshot lariats look good and not make you look like an idiot and you're gonna say he was being unprofessional yeah 
all he had to do when in that in the match where Punk beat him, every time Punk went for the buckshot, which incidentally there was a whole thing of Punk taking other people's finishes in AEW and never getting comeuppance for that. Gotta love it. Um, that just ranks me in particular. But all Hangman had to do whenever Punk fell on his ass trying to do the buckshot was stand back and point and laugh, and that would have taken everything out of the match. But Hangman just he grabbed him and moved past it. Like, you know, he covered it up. We have this consistent level of behavior. And also, but like, but like that, that, that's just such, such soft mentality though, because well, one thing accidents happen, but it's like, um, if you don't like what the guy's doing, you just put him in a headlock and be like, Hey, chill out a little bit. Yeah, most of the time that I had to do anything like that, I'd get a hold of the guy and go, dude, calm down. Okay, okay, sorry, sorry, okay. Like, that's all it took. And if you couldn't, couldn't, in the middle of all that, just, like, get a hold of the guy and go, dude, what was that? And if he goes, sorry, you know, I, I thought I had you lined up and you just wasn't lined up right or whatever. That that's all you have to do. It's like, oh, okay, you know. Just, but if you're going to be like, no, no, the chop went high, so I was afraid he was going to shoot on me the whole time. Like, dude, if he was going to shoot on you, he had plenty of opportunity to do it. Like, and and one shot getting away from you in a match, just it just happens sometimes. You're not lined up right. One guy moves the way the other guy doesn't expect, and when he lets it, if if it had. If you hadn't stepped the particular way or leaned or whatever, whenever the punch start the punch got there, it would have been just perfect. You know, it, it would have been a chop, perfect though. working I punch. Mean, he yeah. probably like sometimes you just misfire on and stuff too. And if you if you lean back from a chop, it it mm. guides it up to your throat. If you stand there and and put your shoulders forward and take it, then the chop hits and it stays right there on your chest. If you lean back, it brings that hand up towards your throat. Someone um, at that time, when that story broke, like someone actually uh, posted. <laughs> I just laugh at this like meme. This, this but someone posted a photo of uh, basically uh, a golden doodle. You know, like the, oh, the golden golden yeah. retriever slash poodle mix with the they're really like fluffy and everything like that. And someone posted it, and. It, the the dog, much like someone posted a, a photo of a cat that looked kind of like John Moxley, someone posted a photo of like a golden doodle puppy, and was after, mocking kind of Punk. It's like it, basically like Punk's literally afraid of Hangman Page. Hangman Page literally looks like this, and they posted the golden doodle, and it like it looked oddly like Hangman Page with the big fluffy hair, just like uh, Hangman Page has all that curly mane. Um, and that's kind of it. It's like really Hangman Page, like a. A guy who, to the extent that there are people who think that Hangman Page is, like, problematic, no one thinks he's problematic. Like, people, almost to a man, says, like, oh, yeah, Hangman Page is actually, like, a really nice guy. Their whole program didn't work because Punk was being, like, a little bitch the whole time, and Mm -hmm. Page had to do this weird, like, heel-not-heel stuff because Punk wouldn't, like, And it was all, yeah, it was all because Hangman said one line in one promo that was tamer than anything MJF or Eddie Kingston said to him. I, that you, unless you, like, really, really knew, like, 
And this is almost like just a, a, a promo for the boys. Like no one knew what he meant. Like workers yeah. rates. It's like no one knew what that meant. Like you only found that out after the fact because Punk was having like a meltdown over it. And literally because of that, like he imploded his career a second time. Like and, it's it's literally yeah. it's like it's it's the meme of like someone setting up a small domino leading up to like a, a big domino falling. It's like that's literally all like Heyman cut a promo saying workers rights and because of that it's like it's it all fell into place like it's ridiculous well and it it, the thing that kills me in that one instance is if you're supposed to be the best in the world on the mic you were standing in the ring with a live mic in your hand right in front of him and you didn't say a word so i don't think that this is really he was like really upset that it happened he was upset that hangman got a line out and he didn't answer it like Mm -hmm. That's that's what it looks like to me. And the running gag, at least on Squared Circle, was, you know, Punk's 10. It's a Letterkenny reference. You're 10 ply, bud. You know, Pepsi is a soft drink because what he got mad because a lower, you know, an opening card uh, heel act said one shoot line that he's, you know, he spent his whole career doing these weird shoot lines like you know, winking at the smarter crowds kind of thing. I don't, and, but, but nobody else can do it. Look, I'm, I'm going to stop. Sorry. I think it's interesting that, um, there's always this cascade whenever punk acts up is that, he does something and then people feel free to like spill the beans on things that like had been happening previously. Mm. And he's kind of his own worst enemy in that regard. Cause we really didn't know about the stuff um, with people getting told not to come to co- collision until he did the, the page like shoot thing. Mm-hmm. And then people start talking. It's always, it's always a uh, interesting, but I, and then there's like stuff that came out that he was thinking about going to WWE in December. That that kind of broke today. That if, if, I mean, if, if true, because again, I guess all like I guess it'd be fair to Punk because you don't know that it's true, but it's one of those things that it's like it rings true, like it's probably true. But I mean, in fairness, we don't know that it's true, but allegedly, like he did. Uh, he wanted, you know, he has the bug about wrestling. He wants to wrestle again. So he wanted to go to WWE. It's like, what a withering hypocrite, if true. Like, all the smack he's talked about the WWE. Some of it actually, actually, most of it actually fair and reasonable. Cause it's like, yeah, uh, you shit talking Triple H or Vince McMahon, etc. It's like, yeah, you, you, that's, that's fair. Cause they've, they do they've done horrible things or they've excused horrible things or they have their faults so you pointing them all out it's like fair but you then turn around and be like yeah whatever i would like go back and work for them it's like i mean again you have people who like don't have principles ironically one of the people who in theory has principles more than anyone is like eric young because eric young has hired back from impact to the wwe and allegedly he like left of his own accord he wasn't fired he just like asked for his release and was released and has done uh, at least a couple matches back with impact and uh, allegedly he he the reason he gave 
if you want to consider him to be truthful, was that like, yeah, I don't want to work for a basic band. Like he was supposed to be on, he was supposed to be out. That's kind of why I wanted to go back and then, you know, basically taking over again. Uh, which you could say like, well, you really asked for your release because you weren't being used. But it's like, okay, well, if he didn't have an issue, he could have just sat back and collected a paycheck for who knows how long. Um, but yeah, like he was, he's like the only one that you know for sure is like, yeah, well, I don't really want to work for Vince McMahon, so uh, I went out. Whereas the guy who like, you know, was sued by them, was fired on his wedding day by the WWE, is who always loves to talk about how like, oh, blood money, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. It was all like, oh yeah, I want to go back to work for the WWE. That's fine. Here's my plan for doing it. It's like, okay. I guess I guess Meltzer said at one point Fox had asked about hiring him, and Vince said he would hire anyone but Punk. So um, that's interesting. Yes. I mean, it could be true, but I also wouldn't be surprised if you see Punk again at some point in WWE. I, I have to think. I have to think because I know there's that WWE arrogance, but I think. I think they they have gotten like what actually happened. I think, and they they're far more corporate now since since like when Punk left. And I think they're gonna take one look at that and be like, no, we can't, we can't, we can't bring that person into our company. Oh, I mean, they're one of the non-Punk stories that have come out today is that the whole WWE Endeavor, really UFC merger, is potentially gonna close as early as like the next week. So if that's the case, um, first off, it's not probably good for the boys because you're probably going to see like a round of layoffs. So well, yeah. Endeavor is going to lowball anyone that's not like yeah. Roman Reigns. Um, so, I mean, it could go it could go one of two ways. It could be like Endeavor and they're the ones calling the shots, which I mean, like Vince McMahon's heavily involved. So it's not like, you know, like he has no input or whatever. But if, if Endeavor is like, no, like he's a major star. Like want him. Like you could see Punk back in the WWE pretty soon. But they're also a corporate entity. They could also be like, yeah, this guy's not worth the headache. Like, I mean, he had two physical altercations with with coworkers in the last like year. Like, I don't, we don't want any part of that. I don't think he would. I don't think he would. I don't think he would behave any better in WWE. Like, it might take a while, but he's really like out of control. Uh, I haven't listened to it. I don't listen to his podcast, but I mean, uh, I guess Kevin Nash, I saw a blurb on social media, like Kevin Nash was asked about, I guess, the whole punk situation. And he, I mean, he's someone who obviously has dealt with this. Cause, I mean, he's had a lot of, however you feel about Kevin Nash, but he's had a lot of hardship in last year, both with the death of, you know, longtime friend, uh, Scott Hall, but also like even more so the death of his, his son. Yeah. Like, he has dealt with a lot of mental health issues in the last year just because you're, you're dealing with a lot of loss. Like, that's uh, – loss of a good friend is one thing. Loss of a child, like, I can't even imagine. Like, I no. – it's – I mean, my, my children are very young, but it's also, like, I am horrified just, you know, at them just getting injured. Um, so it, I can't imagine, like, losing a child. So he's had horrible grief and bereavement. Uh, so uh, things like mental health are certainly probably first and foremost on his mind. He's probably had to he's probably dealt with medical health professionals. And that's that's absolutely reasonable and fine. Uh, he made a comment earlier where it's like, I think CM Punk's going to need like help. Like he's got like 
horrible like anger management issues. I'm paraphrasing. Him. I don't know. I, mean, I, I didn't listen to it, so I can't speak verbatim to what he said. But he basically said that that fact like he's he has an issue, his problem. So he he should get he should work on that. He should get help for that. Which is true. I mean, you have someone who seems to take things which even if they're like even if someone directly insults you, like. What are you going to do, blow up your career because of it? Well, there's stuff. There's stuff. <laughs> there's stuff he's held a grudge about. And I've, I've thought about this as, like, a, as, a, um, as a professional. And I was, like, like especially, like, the Hangman Page thing, which is, like, one line. I'm, like, so when I remember something shitty a coworker said to me five months later enough to hold a grudge, and I'm, like, it would depend on what they said, but, like, I don't really think so. What's the what's the proper thing to do in that situation? Just don't interact with that coworker. Quit bringing it up. But I was just thinking, like, I was like, can I remember anything any of my coworkers said to me, like, in May? And I'm like, no, I can't. It's just like that. I just it boggles my mind because I'm just like, oh, I, I I don't, I don't really hang on to stuff like that. And like, he just, he just like stews on stuff. Like, I can't like. Especially at this point, like, so he's holding a grudge about one sentence, what, 16 months ago now, 17 months ago? And I was trying to think, can I remember anything I did 16 or 17 months ago? And I was like, no, I can't. Like, it, it just, just it yeah. just shocks me. It's like, you, like, you, he's just a he's just a waste of a human being honestly like i don't know how else to say it like why like you were one of the lucky people in life that made it and don't have to worry about money and you're just a miserable fucking prick i i think i've said this before uh the podcast but uh, i i certainly mentioned to other people it's like years ago years ago like 10 years ago like i was uh visiting friend of the show christy patrillo in Rhode Island, and I actually think I think Dames was there that uh, it was like for Christmas birthday in December, and we watched like the punk documentary because we were like remember like they kind of slacked on this and with like the WWE network and so far as it's like the network on Peacock whatever but yeah like they used to do like all these documentaries and they release them on DVD um, they did one for punk uh, and I remember watching it with like Chris, maybe Chris and Damien, I forget. It's been long, many years. And I remember watching it and the takeaway I got from it. And these are, these are documentaries. Like they're kind of like just puff pieces. Like yeah, they exactly make you look good. Yeah. And I remember watching it. And what I took away, I, cause I actually liked punk at that time. Like I was, a, I, and I still like, I still like the guy's work in terms of like his actual work ability. And I think he's a great promo. Like, I think he is like a hall of fame talent. But I remember watching it back in the day, and at the end of it, I'm like, wow, what a prick. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like, wow, the puff piece couldn't even, like, salvage what he was. Yeah. I, I think, like, for the thing that particularly bothered me about that documentary was, like, he chose – for, like, a, for a period of time, he, like, chose to be vegan, right? And he didn't – he, like, didn't go to, like, the front office or anything like that. He, like, chose to be vegan. That was, like, his personal choice. And you see him, like, going to catering and everything like that and him, like, getting all pissed off and being, like, so fucking pissy to people and, like, I can't fucking eat – I can't eat anything here. Like, pissed off because the personal 
health like dietary choice that he made that he didn't actually like talk about or disclose to anyone he was like pissed off that they didn't have food for him to accommodate him and it's like have you talked to anyone have you told them like yeah i chose to be vegan like what are my options and then they have like a conversation with you maybe they bring some stuff for you to eat eat. yeah you know how hard do any of that he he didn't do any of that he was just more like in love with the drama of, of him like choosing something that was incredibly restrictive not telling anyone about it and when they didn't accommodate him like he getting all upset and pissy that they weren't accommodating him and it's like that's that's cm punk in a, in a nutshell and like, they chose being, sorry yeah man, go ahead no i was just my thought finishing my thought is just he's just an asshole where it's like i'm i want people to accommodate me and and abide by what i want and it's all about me yeah and it's like you're not you haven't even told anyone so it's like how are they even if you ever wanted to entertain that like how could they even told them and this is from like you said a puff piece this is one of the best things they could find to put in it to pad it out so how much other stuff excuse me did they not use i've been where they put that in I, he's been noted as being a dick to fans as far back as like his Ring of Honor days, and I mean, there's the whole Daphne situation that seemed to have gotten memory hold. Yeah, didn't he try to? I'm sorry, I'm I'm gonna go to the first thing you said. Isn't there an instance where he tried to pick a fight with a fan in the crowd over a sign because that as a babyface, like what what are you doing? Well, and then he he did one. Half tour of Japan and got sent home. That should tell you a lot. Because, like, people are like, well, he can go to New Japan. It's like, no, like, he bitched out, like, on one single. I think it was yeah. a zero one tour, like, in 2002 or 2003 or something. Right. So, in the end, um, what I am, you know, in the end, the conclusion I'm left with is that they were wholly justified in making the decision they made. Well, they and, supposedly consulted outside attorneys and like the universe, the unanimous yeah. advice was you need to terminate him. Yeah. And so we have this, we had this happen. He, he, he couldn't even let Wembley go by, right? Like, how hard would it be just to not say – just to let it go and be like, you know what? If I don't bring this up – he Streisand affected this, made it the huge thing it was, and I, I can't have any sympathy for somebody like that. You know, it, it's – we're in this place where I know we're trying to be as even-handed as possible, but you know what? I'm glad he's gone. I can watch Collision now. I didn't go to the last collision. There was the – not the one right before Wembley, but the one before. I could have gone to, and I didn't want to because I just – I did not want to see the guy. There's not a downside in this for me, but even for people that are fans of the guy, I got to think you, you you can't look at the, the guy who was given everything. The company damn near gave him the moon on a platter, and it wasn't good enough. Why would you keep somebody like that? I just that's the thing that like I just keep coming back to. It's like he literally had everything you could possibly want in wrestling and he was still not happy. 
They gave a steal the job back. Right? Like Yeah. I don't under yeah. He had he had everything he could have wanted and it still wasn't enough. And it it never will be. So anyway. I think I think we're going to we're going to cut it here cuz we could we could probably go on at length about this, but we'd be kind of beating a dead horse on it. It's kind of um, it's kind of boring, honestly, just because it's so predictable. And it's done. It's, That's the biggest thing. It's just, I mean, I agree. It's still also like, to me, fascinating because it's like none of this. He literally like came back after seven years, like to such fanfare. And just threw it all away within like a year. And burned because his, and burned all of his goodwill to where he was even like when people would try and chant his name in Chicago, they would boo them and start chanting Colt Cabana. He, I mean, yeah. you could argue like there was still people still was holding out hope and everything like that. And he came back, and it's like you're like okay. I mean, he, whether you think he deserved it, I I was like, after quote unquote brawl out, I was like done. So I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm not, I don't care anymore, really. Like, he, it, it soured me a and lot of him. And he was getting and booed it, a lot when he came yeah. back, too. But it's like, okay, well, I don't think – I think it's going to end horribly. And it lasted, like, what, two months maybe? Like, I thought it was going to end horribly, but, you know, you, they made the choice of bringing him back. I think like, it lasted him, exactly two months. Yeah, it's like, all right, we'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Like, And he – you know, it all ended horribly, but it's also like, okay. But, I again, that's what I'm saying. It's like, I'm not – I'm not exactly surprised it went horribly. I'm just, I guess I'm a little surprised it ended. It went horribly so quickly and, and not like him starting something again with like the elite more him, like I'm him having issues with Jack Perry, but also like, I guess he could have or, or did threaten Tony Khan. I'm fascinated. I'm, I'm fascinated by him to the extent of like, he fascinates me because he is such like a miserable human being. And I don't like, like I have as someone who, as someone who is medicated for depression, like I have no comprehension of being that miserable as a human being and having like no joy from life. He's someone who, again, it it all amounts to like, he just couldn't like pull it together. Like if he actually had pulled it, pull it together, like, uh, we this this would not be the conversation we're having. Like we would, he would still be. He'd probably be like the main star of the company. Uh, it, but he couldn't pull it together. And and again, it's like so much of that stuff was like stuff that he just sat and stewed about and couldn't let go over stuff that you wouldn't even necessarily even know about, like the innuendo that he got Cole Cabana fired, which is like whether it's true or not. Like I don't know that it's true. I tend to believe it now. uh, Maybe, but uh, it's also like Cole Cabana wasn't like lighting the world on fire. So if he literally was like, yeah, I'm a big star. Cole Cabana is not like I want I don't want him around anymore. It's like, yeah, it'd be a real shitty thing to do. But also in in, in a grand scheme of things, if you think business, it's like, "Hmm, who is the big star? Cole Cabana or CM Punk? It's like. Tony Khan has to fire Cole Cabana. He could have just been like, yeah, I'm not going to use Cole Cabana. I'll just let him run out his contract. You know what I think is ironic about that, though, is the Bucks did him a massive favor by talking them into keeping Colt. And he still he'll he will never 
realize that because he's an idiot. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. But and he, somebody... he largely brought that on himself by commentating on that, that rampage episode where he refused to talk if Colt was in the ring. Like that was, that's when that stuff directly started. Yeah. Was because of his behavior. Like a lot of this stuff. It's, it's just, it's, it's just amazing to me because again, like he, 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 None of this, all these like conspiracy theories, everything. Where it's like, oh, with the Bucks, it's like none of this would have happened if he just would have let things go. And the fact that he is seems to be incapable of letting things go and stewing on things, letting things escalate or to have the point basic they do. impulse control. Yeah, it's all just like it really does all amount to punk. Even if you think like everyone's like screwing with him since day one. Which I don't believe. My but thing I mean, with that though did. is, my thing with that though is, if people are screwing with you like that, um, he still did. He still attacked people like that. Just, people, yes, giving you slights is not a reason to engage in violence. Like, well, that's, I know that's where yeah, that's where it always comes down to for me is like I don't I, I, I don't know what was going on before All In. Um, there's lots of rumors. One one of the stories that came out, and we're trying to wrap up. One of the stories that came out was that it was just somewhat true. It's like he wasn't picked up at the airport. He had to find his way to uh, the arena or his hotel or something like that by taking like the subway. Which let's be honest, I've been to London. I've taken the subway in London. It's not that big of an imposition. You do like literally do like 30 minutes of like research before. And if you have to use the subway, it's like, it's not that hard. Be like, where am I supposed to be going? Okay, this is the stuff. All right, let me go. It's not that hard. I've done the, tr- I've, I've taken the subway. But I thought it came out that that was his fault that no one was there because they had specified when they would be there and when they were picking people up. And it struck me like when the details came out that it was really just he didn't check his email and didn't know like what was going on. Apparently, no one was picked up, which you can you can justifiably argue it's like that's uh, that's like an issue that AEW had. But it's also like, well, I don't know. I, I mean, it could have been like it could have been like an overall fault, or it also could have been like everyone is supposed to be there at a certain time, and he admittedly was supposed to be there. Like, he came like a day late. Yeah. So it's like, well, yeah, everyone's gonna be picked up. Because everyone's uh, planning to arrive by like Friday at five or something. I don't know. Uh, it's it's just weird. But anyway, like he, I think, was pissed off about that amongst many other things. There's always and there's rumors that like Meltzer has talked about that it's potentially it's like well the ratings haven't been great uh, since he came back and Collision started. So it's like he's embarrassed by that. It's not done the ratings that Dynamite has. I mean, Even it's supposed but, to be the CM Punk show. But what He's does he expect, off about though? The elite he... being like re-signed. It's like, who cares? Like, if if this is your show, go forward with it. Like, what what do you care about that? Like, but if he you still are being treated like a main star, if you're still like selling merch, he sold merch in last week, like like the number one merch seller. I don't know. But but Collision's ratings would be better if he could actually work with people and let like people on the show instead of having these stripped down jobber matches because he doesn't want anyone on his show Mm. that might overshadow him in like even the slightest. Yeah. There's, I don't know. There's, there's just so many things that seem like 
indicators to me. And just it, not worth it. I, I probably would never have, have even done it in the first place, but they didn't call up and ask me. So, <laughs> all righty. <clears throat> Everybody out there, um, I think this is where we're going to wrap this episode up at. Uh, if we have... Um, if you have any thoughts you want to share with us, hit us up on social media. Um, and I think that's going to do it for this one. So this has been Shad with Matt and Brad. We've been in three corners. You're in the fourth, and we'll see you next time.